it's another beautiful Wednesday afternoon midweek here. I want to believe that you've been having a very great time and um, things have been working probably according to plans. So here we we're here to discuss the different things about uh, men, what affects us and how we can move things forward and become the best version of ourselves. Um, my name is Araba Steve and I'm going to be anchoring this this show today along with um, Josh. Josh is going to be joining me. Uh, you've heard his voice a lot of times and I'm sure you, you still want to hear more of it. Anyway, um, so here today we, we, we have picked a different topic for this month, uh, a different theme for this month. We decided to look at the issue uh, of service. How do we serve others in different areas of our lives? We're looking at family, we're looking at finances, we're looking at um, career path, uh, where we work in our offices and all the connected uh, things like that. So we're looking at service, but today we're going to be talking about service in terms of family. And however we want to look at it, sometimes we we believe that uh, families, well, usually we realize that family members are the least of our focus when we're talking about service. We think that maybe family is supposed to serve us. Uh, the children are there to serve us as the father. The wife is there to serve us because we married her. <laughs> and, um, you know, different angles like that. But hey, um, I believe that it's... There different, there's a different, larger world out there that we would need to serve. And usually we will leave the homes with whatever we have learned. So how do we uh, look at this issue, service, in terms of family? Josh? All right. Um, good afternoon. Um, okay. Um, okay. Um, nice table once again. <laughs> Um, service. I know we started this last week, yeah, and uh, we talked about the um, the importance of our existence as humans, how mm -hmm. we coexist and how we progress as humans. And the major um, ingredient is the act of service uh, yeah. to man. And now talking about the family, like you said earlier on, now you said um, a lot of us think maybe. Um, some 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 part of our family is entitled or probably they are just meant to serve us mm -hmm. you know my father is meant to serve me i've done this for my kid he's meant to pay me back he's meant to do this for me mm -hmm. uh, but when we come from the angle of um, um of the angle of nature the angle of why we are here and yeah. you know remember last week we talked about the fact that um the act of the real act of service is doing something and not expecting anything in return. Absolutely. Uh, so definitely, just like a father gives birth to his child, you know, it knows uh, at that particular moment, it knows it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to look for compensation, compensation for paying the hospital bills after the child was given birth to mm -hmm. and everything. But as time goes on and everything, the moment the child becomes 21, 22, graduate out of school. Start wondering uh, you know, when is he? Why, when are you going to pay me back, bro? <laughs> You know, I did this for you. This was what I did and everything. And that's where uh, the family uh, talk, you know, comes in. Uh, that, well, I think it's high time you start doing this for me. But 
Well, in the real act of service in the family, I think first of all it comes with the act of responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and naturally, definitely, it's not. Uh, we don't have to be cajoled to do something as fathers, as mothers, mm -hmm. as parents, and even yeah. as kids. We all have our roles to play in the family, and they are not. Um, they are neither obligations nor are they. Um, you know. I did the other way around. They are just things we are meant to do by default, by nature, yeah. as, as part of the family. Imagine somebody, uh, you know, I, I think, well, I was saying last week to somebody that I imagine myself now that I'm on this earth, I have nobody to look out for me. Like, you mm -hmm. don't have a brother, you don't have a father, you don't have a wife, yeah. nobody. You are just standing alone as, you know, a, a lone soldier on this earth. Yeah. Definitely, life would mean probably almost nothing to you because uh, the fact that somebody's out there that care about you is more is something to reckon with now and Absolutely. that care itself is an act of service now which mm -hmm. definitely doesn't come with any other thing like you have to be paid to care for somebody yeah it's something that is just there within us and that's why we coexist as humans yeah true well the the truth is it's natural for a lot of us as as men to have that sense of entitlement uh, because we are, because we are men, we believe that other people should serve us, other gender should serve us, or somebody, or people who have less than we do, we believe that they should serve us, and that's. I think it also hinges on a lot of uh, our cultural backgrounds, where um, there are certain cultures that believe that the woman is lesser, and the children are definitely just there as tools so, i mean how would you explain when you have kids only so that you can uh, cultivate your farmland i think that's, and that's, then, that's been the idea right yeah <laughs> yeah so so rather than get you know the cows and the moles and the oxes that used to uh used to yoke together and then put stuff uh, till the ground now you have children to do that so they're just like uh, replacements for the mold you couldn't afford so mm -hmm. you could at least have have a child once you have a woman who could bear the child and you know you look at that which is almost like a systematic form of slavery but that's a different conversation yeah. entirely so you have your children and with that mentality of oh i have my children in order for them to be able to do this for me then it re it removes the um it shunts you from the idea of of I think I should serve these people and whether we like it or not our children are also in the position of them not being able to pay us back they might never be able to pay us back in our lifetime but we hope that you know they will be useful to themselves and to other people while we're still alive so that we can be sure or we can be proud of the fruits that we have and so this sense of entitlement is one of the things that actually affects a lot of men where you believe that just because i have more money or just because i have i give birth to you or just because i paid your bright, bright price then you should be or you must uh, do something for me or i must be getting something from you but if we want to look at the entire uh if we want to look at service in in the uh from the big picture you know we realize that what we do are more or less like seeds. Uh, we're like that farmer who who puts seed in the soil, who may not even be there to actually reap a harvest. Because in the real sense of it, we may not, 
reap a harvest from from whatever seeds we have sown. So it's more about just having that consciousness of I'm doing the right thing, mm -hmm. you know, for the future. Yeah. I may not necessarily get returns from it. The, the, uh, so sense of entitlement, that's one. The other part is how we have grown or this environment within which we have grown gives us this sense of um, wanting to get something immediately. And so you realize that some people, it looks like they never worked and then they inherited something or uh, they got that big break in quotes. You know, they just blew like that. And so we are wondering, why should I have to do so much work before um, I get something back? And that's why you realize that a lot of parents would want to put their children through particular courses that tend to yield more money, you know, in terms of salaries and all, mm. because they want to get something back. So we're looking at a case where the man believes that the children is his um, harvest somehow. Mm -hmm. And so that harvest has to be something I can rip directly from and eat <laughs> directly from. But unfortunately, uh, they become frustrated when that doesn't happen because the mindset is different and uh, already. So this sense of entitlement and the environment within which we live uh, grew up in tends to shape our mindsets about how we look at our families but we can actually send our children to school just because it's the right thing to do and just because it makes them better people and you know when we started this uh, series last week one of the things we said was service is more or less like a relationship between two people so it's not just it's not transaction it is not i do this for you, you i get it back now because it is a relationship it is something that seeks to serve the other person now of course um the, some of the other arguments would be okay relationship so you're married to your wife she also should be serving you yeah that's true but you also know that what we look at on men's table is regardless of what the other person does are you doing the right thing mm. so now that you're here what are you doing to make sure that every step that you take is exactly the right thing to now, do now looking at um something you just said right now um i know we are just getting used to um the idea of um having to do things um for the benefits of others yeah not just solely for ourselves mm -hmm. now Looking into the family now, I know in those, generally, should I call it our culture, majority of the things that we're cajoled or we're, you know, obliged to do yeah. are things that would rather just help the image of our family rather than help ourselves. You know, you sure. know the choice of then, the choice of, oh, you are going to school, you have to be a medical doctor. I want a doctor in my family. It's not about what the child wants, how he's is going to help him mm -hmm. the strengths you know the abilities he has grown while growing up what it will be best at you know is about we just want our family to have a doctor so everybody will look at us and say yeah this is us and everything yeah. also the choice of you know then um, marriage as well 
uh, you can't marry from this family. What would they say about us? What would they say yes. about us? It's always from the selfish angle of True. protecting ourselves. Nothing about you. Nothing about the interest of that kid which we are talking about here. Mm-hmm. Also, choices of um, career, you know. Uh, yeah. I think it's still what I said earlier on. Then mm-hmm. also looking at... Um, children like you said now people wanting to give birth and they say the reason why i have to have 12 kids is so that they can help me in the farm this one can do this so even yeah. before the children were giving they were giving birth to unselfish uh, reasons reasons yeah. and these children will come to to earth fulfilling selfish purposes yeah you know? I, no uh, sorry i i actually pity the firstborns mostly exactly, in our culture because yeah, yeah. they go like okay so uh, you should study medicine because it makes the most money so that you can take care take of your younger, younger ones. ones you know? And I was like, okay, no, so <laughs> why did you right have so many? It's always <laughs> about, you know, helping us, you know, wanting to like just make the whole thing look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, if you take time to sit down and see what really will work for this kid we are talking about, mm-hmm. and that's where the service, the act of service comes into it. It's not about what you bring back. It's not about how it will affect the way people see us. It's not about how people will say, okay, yes, this family is very successful. They have this. It's about what is the best interest for this guy, what will be yeah. the best thing for him. So definitely, when we look into all this now, a lot of us subconsciously, we might think, oh, the world has changed you know we are becoming to get civilized our eyes are opening mm-hmm. we are getting we are getting to year of you know these are the days we are listening we gain f- um gender equality they dare not we dare not talk about th- that in those days mm-hmm. well any woman cannot just come and we don't stand and hold a microphone and talk in public you know True. But those things are beginning to change why a lot of people might think okay there's becoming uh you know a revolution why we are beginning to you know deal with most of these things you know battery beating of wives and mm-hmm. it's very common in those days now it's no more there and you know we might think uh, oh that's debatable though but debatable <laughs> anyway I, I just said it's no more there because we we are beginning to talk about it not like it's okay not there yes yes you know? so we're more aware about yeah, it more yeah. aware about it now so majority of us might think oh i'm very much aware no i have the interest of my kid but when we sit down and think about it most of these decisions we are making most of the steps we're taking is it really for the interest of solely for the interest of uh this um the person involved or there's, there's there must be a fallback you know when it comes to uh, benefits when mm. we sit down and think about that and i think we can definitely build a strength you know out of that you know talking about a service the act of service now trying to see what, what i'm really wanting for this kid or what i'm wanting for this person or it may not it may not necessarily be your kid it may be someone your colleague at work anywhere yeah. everything we do is it always about wanting something in return thinking of the effect eventually whether it's going to harm us or mm-hmm. you know the more we start the more we start thinking of how can this person's life be better? How can this? What can help this person? I think definitely, it builds our, you know, you know, sense of service. True, um, you know, thinking about this service, um, if we as fathers, you know, can actually take a sen- I mean, take responsibility for it, then it's going to help us to be able to teach our children how to meet the needs of others. And really, uh, if if our ch- I mean, if we raise children uh, the way we were raised, where um, just do whatever you are told to do because it serves no the purpose, uh, it serves your parents' purpose, yeah. and that's it. Uh, you belong to your parents, and you are owned by your parents until you uh, until your parents die. That kind of thing. Then it's it's going to be counterproductive. So. 
but if we are always looking uh, looking to help our children realize their biggest potentials I mean their uh, to find meaning in life, to find their purpose in life, then it's going to also teach them, you know, in the same vein, how to f find a way to meet the needs of others, how they can be emotionally intelligent to make sure that they always know how to respond, how to, how to adapt, how to make sure that the other person feels as comfortable as possible at every particular point in time. And that is exactly what an entrepreneurial spirit mm -hmm. is. When you look around you and you see that there's a need, of course, at the end of the day, you still get some reward for it. But the ability to see need and find a way to fulfill it, the creativity, the innovativeness that you need to uh, develop, you don't develop it out of a vacuum. You develop it in the tiniest things where you realize that uh, your child is is not feeling too uh, is not looking too well. He's not complaining about anything. But you can ask, okay, John, what's up? What's going on? Okay, you don't look too bright. You don't look as bright as you did the, uh, two hours ago. What's going on? He says nothing. Okay, are you sure it's nothing? You know, um, you know, just keep on the conversation. That way, you're teaching the child that you should be able to notice when things are not the way they should be. Mm -hmm. And that way, if you transfer that into business, you s realize that people have to travel a long distance to, in order to be able to get a service or a product. You offer that service. Of course, you offer it at a price. And then, you know, if you just extrapolate all of that into a profession, into a church, into any area, then you, what you're doing is you're already teaching the child but unfortunately a lot of times because we're running for the money we don't spend too much time noticing the needs of our children or noticing even the needs of our wives um, or in even in our relationships uh, girlfriend uh, fiance and so we just hope that things will fix themselves mm -hmm. you know once I'm able to do all the work and I get some money i'll be able to pay for the comfort i'll be able to pay for the emotional uh bankruptcy <laughs> you know there is but these things are always i mean they always create a huge um uh, a huge gap between ourselves and the people we're trying to serve no um you know at times i believe a lot of us you know at a point in time might say okay uh, these are the things I want to do. I want to make sure this goes this way and this goes this way. But the moment you start, you know, getting faced with the vicissitude of life and the old adult and everything, mm -hmm. we get, those things get of our mind. Yeah. And the old style part of us now begins to, you know, showcase itself because mm -hmm. of things around us that happens. Generally, I believe a lot of people within themselves feels okay. I think this guy i just i want every all the best for him i want everything to just go this way this i want to treat my family this is what i want to treat my wife my kid and everything mm -hmm. but i will believe um some things now you know come into play that takes our mind off those things now so i don't know maybe which probably there's a lot of people are struggling okay let me use that now you know trying to struggle between doing the right thing and doing what they think is right or what mm -hmm. they should do uh you know and you know 
not doing fine and sort of doing what they are not meant to do or what they don't want to do. Yeah. Now, you talked about um, something now, you know, it's like a balance. Somebody trying to uh, put a balance between two things, trying to make sure that this is what I want to do, but you just find it so, so difficult now. Uh, now, let me trade as a question now. Should it be, okay. you know, how do, how do they manage this now? Take for instance now, there's a kid out there, you know, like you said, the wife, the kid and everything. Is very when I, I remember I've talked about it one time, you know, how almost practically impossible it is uh, to have a you know good time with your family, it's also a form of service, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, trying to meet make meet, uh, you know, meet ends, you know, in the family and all yeah. sort now, trying to go for this. At times, you just find out you can't be at home, you can't be around if you want sure. to make these things, you know, work out, especially you have dreams for your kids, you want them to go to Harvard, you want them to go to MIT, and yeah. you know, spending more time, you know, on the field, you know, we get you more money. So mm-hmm. you can't replace spending this time with them, which you know is something you are meant to do, definitely. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about act of service, right, it all goes down to intentions now. Yes. I want the best for this kid. Yes, money is there, but the time I spend with him, which definitely is a big part of his future, those mm-hmm. are the times that, you know, it's not about, you know, coming home. Uh, you can't use money to teach a kid. You have to use your own um, values uh, it, mm. when I mean you can't use money to, you can't use just money to teach your kid now okay, take, go to this school there are some most of the things a kid learns while growing up are the things he picks up from the father child the male child and everything mm-hmm. are the things he picks up not whatever he learns in school they are just you know books and everything a, a kid is intelligent before he's born with it so yes. it's just whatever he sees in school that will make him it will just be easier for him to but, but the things he sees you know from his father his mom are the things but, but this that we're talking about is not around it's not his intention but it's mm-hmm. part of what he's meant to do and you know making the money also is very much part of it now i'm sure a lot of people are struggling with trying to merge this together especially when you know the slogan of all is everywhere people are <laughs> just you know flying here and there mm. they don't they don't they believe it's so inconsequential to spend come on i've given birth to you my child stay at home let me go and do this now and they hardly get time to you know spend with their kid now some people will yes. ask would you rather prefer just a comfortable home you know not too comfortable and all the time in the world with your family or would you prefer the billions and you know the dollars and everything and there's no little time which of them would eventually you know help the child and we know in this system now money is very important yes uh, well the truth is uh if we put the two uh the quality time you spend with your family and quality money (laughs) or quantity (laughs) of money if you put the two side by side usually um most people want to pick the money because that way it seems like life will be easier you can buy the car you can pay the school fees you can travel out and all of that but usually at the end of the day if you look through the stats of children whose parents are very rich and they hardly have so much time with them you'd see that the ones who who had more time with their parents end up uh, at least a larger percentage of them end up being solid people uh, and usually in the society they they're able to build uh, values or I mean live their lives through certain solid values and actually eventually develop the money that they never had but um, as much as we we know we have to always go to work 
I also believe that the quality of time that we spend with our kids, which may not be so much, it's not the quantity. Now okay. I'm talking about the quality. Exactly. So that's, if, that's, that's right. if all you have is maybe about two hours in a day or, or maybe less, it is what you do within those hours. It is not just about giving your children the iPad to play games while you're watching mm -hmm. or uh, you watch... Uh, you watch some shows maybe tv series together yeah. it, it's not it's not about those because those they could do with any other any other human being you yeah. know with a head and two eyes or even with their toys mm -hmm. but it is more in the conversations the attention the particular care you show to these kids while they're with you and that is why no matter how much time if you realize that maybe there's a teenager and the parents actually are in the same house with him for, I mean, they spend a long time together in quotes, you realize that he might actually prefer that uncle that comes in once in a while yeah. because of the quality of conversations that they have, the kind of questions he could ask, the kind of uh, insights he could get from that uncle that spends, maybe that comes once or twice in a year. That's as opposed to his own dad uh, who is always guy. there they were tv mm -hmm. they play games but the kind of heart-to-heart -heart talks that are really important to the child i mean he doesn't have the time to have those conversations so it is those kind of conversations because now you know you don't have the time to watch tv or the time to uh, go out and get the chocolate or ice cream together like you normally would have wanted to even though now you have the time but you i mean now you have the money but you don't have the time those moments that you have you have to be able to put it to good use and in some cases if you're the type who travels a lot uh, you could find a way to make sure that at least one of your kids is with you on some of those long trips so that you can spend time talking wow. yeah of course you're going to do I'm some sure, outs sure a lot of people see that as a big you know hindrance uh, to whatever it is they're going to do yeah but if if the future is really that important yeah. your children are more important than how much money you could ever make i mean yeah. look at all the rich people that that are dead now and they have left a lot of money yeah how many of them how many of the kids do we still hear anything yeah. uh, super about them so at the end of the day it is the quality of values and and the quality of uh, what do you call it now the substance you leave in your kids that eventually tell that you have been successful as a father it is not just about how many businesses you left uh, or how, how much money you actually will to them. So the quality of attention, the quality of time, the quality of conversations that you have, not just the quantity of time you spend, is, uh, those are more important than uh, you know, just making the money that you are looking at. Okay, now, so definitely now, um, you know, talking about um, service also, I think I remembered, um, was it two weeks ago or last week, we mentioned... I made mention of um, having to try as much as possible to enlighten ourselves on mm -hmm. some things 
um, we need to learn, whether by reading or by you know having to study for them. Take yeah. for instance now, everything you talked about now is based on time management. You Absolutely. Know, uh, you, you know how much time you have to spend at home. Yeah, it's and it's a, it's also a consciousness that okay, I don't have too much time, time so definitely. I have to make this time work. Definitely, and yeah. you know at times you know it's also it's also it also based based is based on um, having priorities. You know, at mm-hmm. times there are some things you know you could do at work while at home. Yes. And you just decide that you don't want to have so much work to do in, at work, so just bring it home and do. I, a colleague of mine yesterday, I was talking to her, I said, uh, she said she's feeling, you know, not too good and everything, and she has to complete this thing today. I said, probably why not just do it at home? She said, no, house is house, work is work. Once mm. I'm home, I don't want to work. Just want mm. to be home and home. Uh, you know, I just you know brought something out of that, and definitely, if you know a lot of men trying to find it difficult to manage their time at home mm-hmm. to work, they believe whatever work they leave at home at work is still they are coming back to meet it. No one is going to do it. Why not spend yeah. the time at home? You know, there are a lot of situations like that. Mm-hmm. Why not spend the time at home to reduce that you know hefty load of work waiting for them in the office? They can True. as well bring it home, and before you know it seven days a week mondays to fridays they are never around and they still use saturday spending it on you know what they feel they couldn't finish during the week yeah. or they have to do next week to just to reduce next week and it's a cycle it never stops true because you might think oh you've done half of it or more than half but eventually because you are already having a consciousness that oh, i don't have much to do this week you don't you don't feel too active at work mm-hmm. before you know it they, they get compiled again so uh, the having to manage time and be sensitive to priorities now when you are back home you know whatever i have to do at work i definitely have to do it at work and it is home and you know at times people make issues of or you know excuses that the work in front of me are so enormous that yes. even while at home i have to lock myself in the library i have to be yeah. in the room please don't let the kids disturb mm-hmm. and that goes on years and after years and everything yeah. so if the question is okay i have two hours to spend on my kid it might not be it might be more than two hours at times so it depends on what we use the other times to do at mm-hmm. home definitely but when we have the consciousness that this is home and this is home this is my family let's work stay by i think we develop more time we can't use all the time maybe we have two hours every day like you said yeah it's okay let me go into um real talk with my kid the kid might want to play game with other time as a father he might want to you know run the streets ride bike bicycle you know and those kind of things too are just quite important yes apart from the talks you know is the time spent at time you know is the kids value is that my dad is around and through the time and everything you get to talk you get to yes. play and everything you know and there are, there are different stages uh, when they're kids yeah. they just want you there they uh, want you to tickle them yeah i mean there's no conversation mm-hmm. there when they're um maybe between the ages of say uh seven and eleven thereabouts uh, it's more about asking them what went on in school i mean there's no uh, who is yeah. your best friend mm-hmm. i mean those are they seem casual to us but they matter to them Today. and then um, by the time they're teenagers now you're talking about uh, money you're talking about possible maybe 
Correct. There's a there's a girlfriend mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you know. There's a girl the guy likes, or there's some guy toasting the girl. Those are conversations that you have to make as casual as possible, because the moment they know they can talk about things like that easily with you, it makes them connected. Okay, so why do we feel closer to our friends? when we can tell them about that girl that is, that is uh, eyeing us or that guy that is toasting, you know. When girls can talk about those kind of things, why do they, why do they feel closer to their friends mm -hmm. and then get home and say, how was school? Fine. Fine. What was nothing? nothing. <laughs> and they, oh, they just talk about the assignments because that is what their parents make them feel like is more important. Okay. I need to do my assignments, I need to pay my school fees, and that's all the conversations they have. But the moment you tell them, go visit your friends, they, they run out of the house before they realize they haven't worn shoes, you know, mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. So they feel closer. So those kind of conversations, they matter to them at that age because it's really important to them how they can make, how they can make money, how they can feel... Uh, uh, nothing would be disturbing their sense of self, you know, their individuality, where they can feel confident about themselves. Those are the times when, if they're f feeling low emotionally, you should be able to boost them up to say, you know what, I think, you know, you're the best guy because you have this quality, you have that quality, you have that quality. So regardless of what your friends say, you're you still the best. They need to hear those kind of things more often. But most of the time what they hear around those ages are have you done your assignments what are your grades why did you make a c and not a an a you know those things that we think make us feel uh, proud of them as parents and it's of no service to them because you're telling them that they have to do something in order in order to be worth your love and that is not service at all so, yeah. The uh, and, and yes, building on what you just said now, talking about the grades and everything, you know, most times, like I said earlier on, is always, we, we do these things unconsciously. Absolutely. Uh, it, at times, it's not intentional. Like, you know, talking about the grade, oh, you know, I want to be the parent that comes out when they call my kid, like, you know, the best student in this, the best this, yeah. uh, who is the father, you know, he just raised and, you know, that's a picture in the proud, mind yeah. of a lot of that. So that's why, why, why do you have to get, you know, I, I think in most cases now, the, the result has been, you know, is there already. The mm -hmm. C has been gotten, the D has been gotten already. Yeah. So I think we should just talk more on the D, forget the A or B, you know, <laughs> yeah. build the strength out of the D the guy has. I'm just, you know, bringing this because, you know, what is not there is not there. And definitely I used to say something that everybody, if um, all the 21 students or all the 50 or the 100 students in a class were to spend the same time reading, spending the exactly the same time reading you know going through like they are all serious students they wouldn't also come out with a's they are more mm -hmm. intelligent than each other you know yes the, you know the way we are being so it's just about knowing what your child is made up of and helping him to believe so much in that which he has not yes. trying to you know put him in somewhere he's struggling to be exactly you know so majority of these things but when we get that off my that it's not about me being the father of this i just want to get the best out of my child i want to make sure i build the best man out of whatever it's um, abilities he has right now yeah i think in most cases once the result comes home and everything we always know the right thing to say we know yeah yesterday i saw a movie let me just bring this up. and you know the, the daughter was going to college and the father was like they are very good friends. you know you know i'm very proud of you and the dad was like dad you said this thing like one million times in one month. I know. 
Like seriously, okay. and you know when she met her friend and blah 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 blah. I'm proud of myself, and the, the girl said, "He said because my dad tells me he's proud of me, so definitely I'm proud of myself." So mm. words like that, you know, goes yes. in and helps you know them anywhere they are. Which which is the next thing um, in in terms of service within the family, mm. the words we speak. Mm. Um, primarily, we have to know that what we say go a long way in the heart of all our children and our wife uh, or spouses and all but it's it's of service when we can stand by our words when we don't have to say i promise to mm-hmm. before we actually do what we're going to say you know when we when we're able to say something and our spouses, our children can go to the bank with it. My my dad said, said it. it. Oh, he, did he say he promised? Did he pinky swear? <laughs> you know, you don't need all of that because yeah. once you say you will do it, you do it. And regardless of how inconvenient it would be, once you make a commitment through your words and you actually do it, it it uh, it's a service. It's a service because in many cases, there are not things that are very comfortable for you to do and that way you can teach your kids how to not waste words how to not just say things casually just because they can say it and they can get away with it there's no consequence that way we're teaching them how important uh, how important it is for them to not just say anything just because they can say it it is a form of service so once i say i'm going to do this for you or i'm going to work on this for you you can take it to the bank not a case where you and your spouse you have a conversation or you and your kids you have a conversation and you have an agreement and then you go back and then think about something else entirely different Mm -hmm. and you start acting you know entirely different from what you had agreed on if you're going to change or if you're going to have to go back on your words you have to bring back the conversation to say okay you know we agreed to do this or i said i was going to do this it may not be possible because this 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 and then reach another agreement but even in that case you have to be sure that um the the different variables that would come into play are already stated to say okay if this if a is equal to this mm-hmm. and b is equal to this yes. then definitely i'm this going to get this, this c exactly. <laughs> you know and but if a happens to change this is the likely result Results. we're going to get so you have to be able to have that kind of wholesome conversation where what you say it won't be even if it the results have to change it be a gamble. The, the other the stakeholders in that conversation Definitely. already know oh because a yeah. did not work out that way that's why, why we had to have way. this result and we have to be able to do that even with our kids at every level whether they are kids just looking for ice cream or they are kids looking for that um uh, leisure travel or reward travel or bicycle or something mm-hmm. we have to be able to let them know that whenever we say we're going to do something then we do it and we don't have to and we're committed to the words that we speak that's also a form of service which is something that is absent in most families um, especially with the fathers most mothers you could still uh, approach them and say uh, but you said but you said but you said 
and then should look for a, maybe an alternative to compensate or something. But with most fathers, once they go back on their words, you can't even approach them to say, but you said, I mean, how dare you? <laughs> you know, and that by itself teaches the children that, you know, the man the man has the final say, he, he has the authority. I mean, he's infallible, even when you realize that he has a lot of flaws. And that is not of service to either your children, because they're going to repeat the same thing in their families. They're going to repeat the same thing when they get to um, be bosses, uh, when they get to maybe hold some high esteem offices or positions in the society. At the end of the day, it trickles down to what you have done wrong, which is not keeping to your words. Well, yes, and um, you know, um, this world of 18, uh, when we look at it, is something that does it. I think, well, look, in the past, World War One, World War Two, yeah. and what you know, World War 0 0.1 or so, <laughs> these wars were started with words. True. You know, there are a lot of things, um, words could change a lot of. In fact, 99% of, you know, marriage failures have links to the use of our words, you know. True. Fine, it started from little disagreements, but there's only one way. There's no, I'm here to see a man that has the ability, we watch them in movies, but I'm here to see a man that has the ability to actually read people's mind, you know, hear what people think in their mind. Mm -hmm. So no matter how long you're, you're married with your, to your wife or your husband, there's no kind of you know closeness you may have that will have give you the complete thoughts that is in the mind of you know, your spouse mm -hmm. so definitely the only way we get to hear these things are the way they express it either through their words or their, their actions, actions yeah. but if the actions is not very much clear is what they say with hold on to is whatever they say we say okay this is what it means i was reading a book last week and someone was trying to analyze how conflict starts in marriage and then well the the, the the husband is on the table trying to read and the kids are making noise you know jumping up and down and the wife the husband was like telling the wife don't you think it's time for these kids to go to bed then the wife thought oh he's trying to say i'm not responsible like i can't control <laughs> in her own mind yeah what she now said but they are just kids. They are just playing, you know. You know, they are just having fun. And more so, they in the next thirty minutes is is their time for bed. So I'll put them to bed. Then the you know the husband said, you see, she's never responsible. It's just he never thought about that. But it's what is inside the mind. Mm -hmm. Now they think something else. You say something else outside. Yeah. Okay, can I? Okay, maybe I should come and put them to bed myself. The wife is the that means I'm not even capable of doing that. You know, she just you know there's a little bit of conflict there. Yeah. You know, they they are thinking different things. But the only way that can be amended, the only way that can be you know corrected is the right use of words. Now probably True. when the lady said, oh things that oh thinks does he think that you know at the beginning i said something different or i said something to a little bit of you know way to try and understand her and say okay not like i just want to i know it's need to require the way they are shouting is making things blah 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 mm -hmm. you know maybe you should just put them to bread or try to keep them quiet something like that yeah whatever it is you have said there has you know stopped something that could have become a very big 
fight between them True. and that is words now these words to go a long way in using them between ourselves and the, at home mm -hmm. to encourage ourselves to make ourselves you know what we are being told in our you know in our small house you know, mm -hmm. our brothers are is it stands very much strong when we go outside and we Absolutely. face anything we always can't wait to get back home because we know we get strength from there through what we say to ourselves exactly. so that's some people feel oh telling your kid i love you telling your dad i love you, is 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 just my brother my other brother is far away from me any day we talk even my brothers there's no day you know we don't those things just you know give you strength like you yeah. have these people there you know they believe in you this is mm -hmm. what they think about you this is what and any other thing doesn't really matter yeah you know it, the way you said i love you a lot of us men uh <laughs> we only use the words i love you when uh, we're talking to our girlfriends, yeah, fiancés, or spouses, and then we say it very, uh, we say it very uh, not too frequently. Mm -hmm. And usually, the times when we say it are closer to the times when we need some loving, yeah. that kind of thing. And so, when we do that, we what we're doing is reinforcing some kind of. Um, ideology that the only times you use the words i love you are the times you're looking for some sexual gratification mm -hmm. but if my son hears i love you from me directly every i mean every other time as frequently as possible it will be difficult for him to get to school and hear a girl say i love you and immediately translate it into sex mm -hmm. or um you know the way it is now even guys cannot hug anymore they cannot say anything oh love you man or i love you or thanks bro you know all those kind of and endearing statements because now we don't hear it often at home so the moment we hear it we interpret it as a sexual talk yeah and i mean that's that's something else i, I think we might have to talk about on another show but you know all of these things add up when you don't when you don't hear that i believe in you mm -hmm. i love you, love you. Uh, you are yes. the best you know you are you're stronger than you think you are those things that encourage a child to to want to as that makes a child aspire to be better than whatever his situation is or whatever current state is at those things we really do it because we never got it anyway mm -hmm. so we we don't see the necessity or after all uh, I'm married. I'm I'm successful in my career. I'm, I have my kids, and we determine that because we didn't hear all of those when we were growing up. So it shouldn't be. It's not a problem if our kid if we don't tell our kids. As funny as it may sound, no matter how successful anyone could be in this life, no mm. matter you know, go to Bill Gates, go to Dangote, the rich guys, you know, mm. no matter how successful they are, little words could still make them doubt their abilities. You know, exactly. especially when it's coming from people that they, that mean so much to them, people that are very close to them. Mm -hmm. The most powerful people, you know, ordinarily their kid or their daughter could tell them, Daddy, you're a failure. And all the things they've achieved becomes nothing. Exactly. You know, so the words are very powerful. And yeah. um, I, I believe um, having to use them as often as possible. Mm -hmm. My friends... Uh, they are there you know the one in you know they are just around the world and i just noticed it's a bond you know we use it freely love mm -hmm. you bro how you doing well, after the whole thing and it's just it's becoming something as 
as whenever I want to do something, whenever they want to do something, my brother, you know, proofread this from they believe in you. They yeah. you know these are the things that helps us as human beings, you know. Exactly. The, the use of words, how we encourage ourselves. And when it's very much in the family, definitely it will push a long way. It's important for us to, you know, for everything that we're ever going to achieve in life, we usually develop the bedrock from our families. And so it is the model, we learn the model of being a man from what our fathers do. We learn the model of being a woman uh, from what our mothers do. In fact, for a lot of us, we we probably have prayed to marry our kinds of our kind of mothers you know a woman that is exactly like our mom until we get to be teenagers and then we're having troubles with them and we go like god i don't want anybody <laughs> i don't want anybody like my mother again you know, and so but you know the primary models that we have which whether you like it or not they form a major percentage of um our impressions about women, our impression about men, our impression about how, if, what a family should be like. So I'm from a close-knit family where everybody can yab each other at any time, regardless of age. Uh, daddy can yab mommy, mommy mm -hmm. can yab, you can yab daddy, and everybody laughs about it, except maybe daddy is too touchy a bit. And, and then you, the model of family to you is exactly that. And then you meet a woman who is from a different kind of family where everybody minds their own business. Mm -hmm, yeah. But essentially, the model you're going into that marriage with is what you came out from. And so our families actually, they, they go ahead to form a lot of the future picture that we have until maybe we mature and then we start changing some things. In fact, some people believe that it's natural for a woman to nag all day. You know, if they don't nag, then there's something wrong. That's because they grew up with a mother like that. And so it's okay. I mean, it's a natural, normal thing if a woman shouts. Hmm. And then someone like, maybe someone like me, I grew up in a different setting where the mom is just always quiet, unassuming, doesn't get in your business except you ask her. I assume that that's the way a woman should be. Hmm. So, um... These things, they go, they go a long way to determine what kind of future we're going to expect to have. So if our families, especially for us men, who are determined to build uh, or raise kids that are well-founded well and solid in values that actually matter, that um, would be, and kids who are able to grow up within a society and meet needs of other people who i mean eventually become prosperous in one form of business or another if we don't do these things that seem insignificant that seem very thankless we're going to have we're going to be helping to raise children who would you know float around in the world just occupying space as opposed to being able to do something purposeful or things that actually matter to the rest of humanity so it's important that we as fathers uh, look at our families as units that we can serve that we must serve you know using all our abilities and all the things that we're blessed with whether we have money or we don't or we have time or we don't or we have um, uh, knowledge or we don't 
if in fact sometimes when we realize that we don't know as much as we need our kids to know it's also a form of service to make sure that our kids can be mentored by other people who have the kind of knowledge or uh, wisdom that we think would help our children so these are some of the things that i believe that uh, we need to learn as men uh, in order to have uh, very wholesome families and be of service to them yeah very well very well definitely i mean just today last week we talked about you know um, service generally yes and now today is just focused on and i believe uh, you know having to and know the ethics of this family service definitely will help us in other areas of services now mm -hmm. uh, they say for you to uh, at times though is is not really proven but uh, the way we treat you treat your people at home your family and everything yeah. you can deduce by the way you treat others uh, you know, yes uh, yes definitely they say a man that charity that begins, at, begins home. at home definitely yeah. so if we stick to that hold on to that fact that charity begins at home a lot of things we exhibit outside we learned then we started doing them from the home from you know inside the house yeah a lot of things you know talking politely to people you know mm -hmm. elders and the likes we yeah. started doing them from, making jest you know, of people, people behind them, yeah, behind <laughs> them. <laughs> you know we started out with our siblings you know talking so a lot of these things so definitely if these things could be very much you know uh, uh, considered or you know focused on in the family then it will help us you know outside the world and don't forget mm -hmm. you know as we said for those of you that will just always link a benefit to everything yes you, you can know being being of service to others would help you at a better chance you know having those attitude would help you at getting you know you know when you're in the same you know competition with other people getting a particular contract or job mm -hmm. you know your act of service could help you to you know come out yeah. Of, you know, and then most importantly, you leave a, a, a solid legacy for I, your family. I, I, and I, again, I used to wonder, why do, you know, a lot of multinationals, companies, and why do they always have to show to the world that they, are, they, they care about them? You know, is, is that, that, in fact, that's an official logo. Like anything that sounds official mm. comes in a bit polite and nice way. Yeah. Uh, that's that's where you know this thing is is not is not formal it's not informal rather yes. it's not casual mm -hmm. it's it's very official it's serious it sounds in a very nice and acceptable and hospitable way we kindly hope we please we do this and everything yeah uh, because everyone knows that the act of service is what takes us away from where we are currently and you know if a customer yes. comes to you know a company wants you to get something the way she's been treated speaks volume you know we True. see it online we go online we see all this company trying to use a lot of words to just cajole their customers mm -hmm. so you know just to make sure and whatever it is they do it will always portray uh you know uh, a feeling of we care about you True. We, we, we think about you we we love you this is we always a lot of adverts and everything is always about thinking about the customers or you know their customers their clients and everything so mm -hmm. definitely if they believe that this is what will help them to keep their you know people around and i think having this as individuals definitely it's, it's would, not a bad it's idea not a bad idea true well um i believe that we've been able to talk about this it's precious time <laughs> <laughs> um well, that's all we'll have time for today on Men's Table. Uh, I want to believe that you've been able to learn one or two things. Hopefully, we've been able to um, highlight some things that were darkened or uh, 
empower you with some knowledge. Anyway, we're, we're going to be here again next week, same time, 2 to 3 p.m. on Men's Table. Um, please, let's keep the conversation uh, on on our different social media platforms of the Amen Radio and of the um, Men's Table so that we can answer questions, we can deliberate together. And please feel free to uh, call us on Men's Table on 0905 900-6155 just in case you have any questions I'll say it again 0905-900-6155 and we'll be glad to answer your questions or have a conversation with you so we'd like to end with the Men's Table Creed which says I'm a man not because of what I have but because of who I am I am smart I am trained I am accountable to my loved ones. I am responsible for my own life and the affairs of those connected to me. That makes me the star of my own life story. I am the builder, the teacher, the father the world has been waiting for. I am a man. You stay uh, tuned on, <laughs> on MN Radio. We'll be here again next week. Stay blessed and have a lovely rest of the week. Bye. Bye. Engaging conversations about the world of men, their struggles and triumphs. 